Get yourselves back. Roll the intro. All right, intro rolled. Good job. Yay, we did it. So I've got uh, I've got Ren here with me as usual. We've also got Lee joining us again. Hello. Uh, so tonight, Geekersil uh, becomes the Fight Club. Uh, we've got we've got we've got a real hot topic for y'all tonight. Well, uh, he's already called it the Fight Club. Time to time to end uh, end episode. So yep. we don't talk about that. That's right. We don't talk about Fight Club. No, no, no. You know, it does occur to me that I'm looking at at least two, maybe three swords in the corner. Uh-huh. So you you putting on, you know, the martial aspect to tonight's episode, and you know, things might get interesting. Looks like a pair of, uh, like, decorative, crusader-y-looking one-handed swords. And then uh, replicas of Kirito's Elucidator and Dark Repulsor. Just uh, just don't break my Ninja Turtles glass. <laughs> I would be more concerned about breaking Amy's Dark Repulsor. I mean, you know. No, uh, so uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, we've done an episode before. Um and, uh, you know, we agreed that there are many great things about it, uh, and that it's also a very complicated place. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to dial in uh, a little more specifically. And uh, uh, once again, I don't really have much of a horse in this race. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm lazy and I don't, I didn't play Tears of the Kingdom, so, uh, you know, but, uh, but Ren and Lee do. <laughs> They have feelings. <laughs> so who wants to tell me about those feelings? Well, in some, um, Once Upon a Time, my favorite game of all time was Tales of Symphonia. Uh-huh. And Breath of the Wild threatened to unseat it, but was unsuccessful. And the combination of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom did so wildly successfully. The two, of the, the two games taken together are fully my number one favorite. Right on. Right on. So, Lee, I know, I know you enjoyed Legend of, The Legend of Zelda, and I know that you have you, you enthusiastically uh, delved into uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I uh, did, yeah. Uh, <coughs> but um, I think maybe... Uh, um, your review might not be that full five stars. That is complicated because as a game on its own, I would say, yeah, it might actually be five stars. Okay. Four and a half minimum. As a Zelda game and also as a sequel to not only the previous Zelda games but even to its direct predecessor, Breath of the Wild, uh, we start getting into some very mixed feelings and not so positive stuff right on you know it's 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 funny that you say that um for the record uh, whenever i say that the game is bad there's a strong chance that i'm not talking about the gameplay (laughs) uh i i never take a game as a game Mm -hmm. uh your 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 product gets judged solely on the story Mm. (laughs) And, and the graphics but but mostly the story no oh billy hmm 
Nothing. Look, look. If, <laughs> no, they, if they just no, made no. Ze- Legend of Zelda movies, I'd stop playing. Like, I, I'd, I'd never need to play the games. They are no, making you, one. You enjoy games uh, the way you want to and don't let anybody fuck with you. About okay, it. I may have lied. <laughs> uh, according to Lee, they're making a Legend of Zelda movie, and I'm now filled with dread. So maybe that's not such a great idea. <laughs> dread and cautious optimism. Yeah. No. Nope. It could be good. Nope. Only dread. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, the, the Super Mario movie had some really good reviews. And uh, I think Nintendo is uh, being pretty protective over their IP. So they always might <laughs> actually work out pretty well. Maybe. I tend to argue Nintendo is what's wrong with their IPs. But <laughs> there are some things that Nintendo does very well, and some things that I would love for them to ch- to chill out about. So, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> hold, hold up, hold up. Are you entering into you're already going to lob a criticism to Tears of the Kingdom? Because that's what it sounds like. No, I'm, like, I'm. Did we get our our roles in this debate reverse no 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 no. (laughs) i am setting you up to serve oh okay um well to start i am i am very interested in Mm -hmm. in this discussion and you and i have had a preliminary discussion and Mm -hmm. i'm not super concerned about it Mm -hmm. um but just i'm very into this discussion Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm just itching to get into it. Well, let, let me preface anything that I say by saying, by reminding everybody, especially anyone listening who does not know me personally, um, I am a huge Legend of Zelda fan. Uh, I learned how to read on the first Zelda game. I learned what Peninsula meant and how to read a map and all sorts of stuff on the very first Zelda game. We um, and I are both natives of Hyrule. Oh, yes. We are native Hylians. Yes. Uh, my wife and I bonded initially <coughs> mainly over Zelda. Uh, my first, I didn't uh, know that. Yes. I love that. Yes. And uh, also my, my first couple of leather projects are actually most of any craft that I do. If I can work a Triforce or a Hylian crest as sort of my prototype to learn the skills to continue that craft, that's usually what I do. Um, so I, I, I'm saying all this with extreme amount of love towards the Zelda series. I have one of your early Triforce hair thingos. Mm-hmm. And I also have, it's, it's a little too large for me, but you offered it to me and I bought it, um, just because it was fucking cool. Um, a like... Legend of Ge- Legend of Zelda and particularly Sheikah designed leather mm-hmm. armlet. I think I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's been a long time ago. But that it, it's definitely yeah, a that's franchise. But armlet, I think, was what year is it? Twenty four. I don't know how time works. <laughs> Usually forward. Neither does Nintendo, but we'll get to that. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> <coughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Um, shit. Words, thoughts. I had one. Come on. Where where did it go? Long time. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. 
Definitely. Approaching 10 years, mm-hmm. I think, is where I was trying to go with that. The armlet. Gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely been a long time. But th- this franchise means means the world to me. But I, I wanted to love Tears of the Kingdom. And actually, I go back and play it, and I still love it. But when I'm done playing it, there's sort of a hollow, empty feeling. Um, that's kind of difficult to describe. I did not have this feeling with Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, even though Breath of the Wild feels like a tech demo, and that's oft repeated, you know, kind of cliche at this point, but it does feel like a tech demo compared to Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom mechanically is far superior to Breath of the Wild, but the heart and soul of both games, I have much more fondness for Breath of the Wild than Tears of the Kingdom. Due in no small part to Tears of the Kingdom, not even really feeling like an adequate sequel to Breath of the Wild. I... So, I'm going to say this on the Mm -hmm. podcast of the guy who uh, our last major D&D campaign decreed that there were no genitals. It's not my fault. Both it... Hmm... Uh, hang on. <laughs> Both games were very good sex to me. Breath of the Wild left me satisfied. Tears of the Kingdom left me wanting more. Okay. I can see that. I won't... And, like, back to our preliminary mm-hmm. discussion and kind of some of the early things that we talked about... Um, when we were talking about if we could do this episode, mm-hmm. um, I will not deny that there are issues, mm-hmm. that there are unanswered questions that I am dissatisfied with, but I am satisfied with the game as a whole. Okay. I and, just want more of it. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely respect that, but... Okay, like just as an example, just kind of to, to start things off in yeah. terms of it being, let, let's it. ignore, because believe me, I will want to get back to the lore of the game compared to the rest of the franchise. But let's just ignore that for just a second sure. uh, and pretend that what was intended, maybe intended, but it's not real clear, is Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom standing on their own, separate and apart from the rest of the series. The Sheikah Tech, nowhere to be found not even mentioned with any of the NPCs. None of the other characters mention it. They just had basically a hundred years prior to Breath of the Wild, the entire kingdom is pretty much destroyed by the Sheikah tech that gets overtaken by Calamity Ganon, runs amok, slaughters just about everybody, and pushes Hyrule to the brink of complete extinction. Uh, Breath of the Wild, everyone's living in the shadow of the Guardians, which are terrifying even now. Um, and Oh yeah, if I hear what I think sounds like, mm-hmm. the, uh, the setup to a Guardian stalker mm-hmm. having spotted you, I'm looking around yes. ready to fight. And like that, that turns on my IRL flight or fight right. response. I, I'm the same way. And actually, side note, the music that plays when you're on a horse, even in Tears of the Kingdom, there are a couple little piano notes and just, you know, the, the 
tune that plays when you're riding that sounds suspiciously like the Guardian jingle. And, and there's just a blip in the in the reptile brain that's <laughs> like that's like you better fucking not. Right. And and that's that's the thing though is that Tears of the Kingdom, the Guardians are all gone, the shrines are all gone, the divine beasts which are gigantic. You don't see them like in in the canyon that surrounds Hyrule. You don't see them in the gorge, discarded. You don't see piles of reused or discarded Sheikah tech. You do see in one little area a couple of like uh, almost like mini guardian tentacles, um, and I think maybe a ruined guardian in one place. But otherwise, they are gone, and none of the characters addresses that. A lot of the characters don't. Um, talk with Link as if they know him, as if that's the first time meeting him, when canonically no, like, he goes to the Lost Woods a fair bit, the Deku Tree knows Link, has conversed with Link, um, but the Koroks act like mm, how can you see us? Hey, this guy! Yeah, it, it's it's weird, and the NPCs don't act like they just got just a few years prior. Or rather, I enunciated that wrong. Less this guy and more this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they, they hardly mention it. Um, uh, a lot of the characters don't seem to recognize Link, even though canonically they really should. Um, the whole tone and feeling is odd. And the only reason <laughs> we're given for that isn't even in the game. The uh, game uh, director, uh, what, what do you remember the, the game director? Is it Fujibayashi? Was that the... The... Specifically for Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. Specifically for those two? Yes. I don't remember. I mean, Al, I know, Al Numa's the I one know. like overall in charge, I believe. But he wasn't the game director. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, the, Al Numa, executive producer or uh, something like that? Big boss man. <laughs> big, big boss man. Big, but, big yeah. boss man. Uh, Miyamoto Shigeru and uh, big music man uh, Kondo Koji. Yeah, I have no idea who direct like who the director was though. But the the director said in an interview that the Sheikah check the Sheikah tech just kind of disappeared, and no one knows why. Really, that's your reasoning? Is I mean, I understand removing those assets from the game so you don't have a bloated file size. It was already a pretty decent file size. Yeah, was I get that. Fujibashi. Fujibashi. Yeah. And they don't they don't address it though. I mean, something that was so integral, so... I mean, you even go to the Shrine of Resurrection where Link wakes up in Breath of the Wild. It's an empty, barren cave. I mean, did that just disappear? I mean... Well, so, okay. Now, I have not played Tears of the Kingdom. I have watched uh, my wife play it uh, a good bit, and I've seen some some other gameplay footage. Uh, And I have played a portion of Breath of the Wild. Um, but, um, I think, I think a big thing is, so you have, you have in the, okay, so spoilers for Tears of the Kingdom of Head, Tears of the Kingdom is Head. In case that wasn't clear before now. Spoiler Bob warning. Um. Because it's going to get worse. Um, you know, you, you start off Tears of the Kingdom, you're down beneath. Hyrule Castle. Um, you know, there's not anything immediately that shows one way or another um, whether or not 
any of what you just mentioned is absent. Well, you know, like you don't see an absence of um, the Guardians and the Sheikah Tech and everything um, during the intro before you awaken Ganon and, mm. you know, Link goes to sleep for, for a second and so on and so forth. Um, the Hyrule that Link wakes up in um, I mean, just, I'm just gonna go with the dragons, specifically. Um, those dragons were far too small for you not to have been able to, or far too big for you not to have been able to see them in Breath of the Wild. Right? Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see dragons in Breath of the Wild. Maybe they were there and I just didn't find them. Oh, they were, um... What? What? <laughs> okay, okay, never mind. I just so, didn't find them. So, yes, um... <clears throat> Okay, now you obviously are going to have to be okay with spoilers since we're having this discussion. Well, like, I don't, I'm okay. not going to play the game. And I don't care. You, you have played the entire thing, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, you've beaten the game and everything. Absolutely. Okay, so there's only one dragon um, that is present at the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom that you do not see in Breath of the Wild. Um, okay. the and other it wasn't three, in Breath of the Wild at all. Canonically, it may have been, but it canonically, was. Canonically, it had to have been. Right. <laughs> It had to have been there somewhere. Um, it had, yeah, it should have been because there's basically a, a cloud layer or a barrier. You see the dragons in Breath of the Wild. Um, there are three of them, and they their names are very very similar to the three golden goddesses. Do okay. Do they do they function as optional bosses? Can no. you you can't interact with them at all. Then I mean, you can you can shoot them with arrows to knock like scales and consumables okay. off. And do um, you need those to? Uh, to craft the really awesome potions. Yes. Or certain, uh, yeah, like adding adding a dragon scale to a potion or or to a, I don't remember if it's a potion or a food item. I think it qualifies as a monster part, so it would be mm -hmm. potions. Probably. Then it would, it makes the potion duration half an hour. Well, that, okay. I mean, that sort of explains why I've never taken, like, like why I never even well thought about it, because uh, I've never crafted anything in Breath of the Wild. And, and you may well have, have not seen them, because they tend to show up uh, from underwater or different places, and when okay. they disappear, they go into literally a portal in the sky, and they vanish behind it. So They go into... It's popularly hypothesized that they go into the cloud barrier right. into the sacred realm. Okay. Well, anyway, my, my, my hypothesis was was that um, Zelda's little trip back in time fundamentally altered the, the, the landscape and so on and so forth. Which is honestly a really shitty way of, of explaining that. And this is why Nintendo does not understand time travel, is because there is a cutscene where Zelda is speaking with another character named Raru and trying to warn Raru about uh, the dangers that are to come because she gets lobbed back into the past. Right. And so she's discussing with Raru the threat of Calamity Ganon. And he's like, well, you come from a place where... Um, we didn't have this discussion. It's like, okay, so they're saying that this is not a closed time loop, but it has to be a closed time loop because the whole intro couldn't have happened. 
I'm going to disagree with that. Okay, hit me. I believe that it is a stable time loop. I believe Raru in-game is mistaken. And I would agree with that, but it's still weird that they threw that in there. You come from a from a timeline where this didn't happen. First of all, motherfucker, how do you know that? Which actually comes into another uh, note. Uh, we're kind well, of getting to this. Before we go on, there is something that I've wanted mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the disappearance of the Sheikah tech. Mm-hmm. I am with you that that is a, um, that that is a plot hole. Mm-hmm. And the Fujibayashi-san's um, explanation is insufficient. Yes. Okay. Um, like, I'm not even going to say that it's unsatisfying. I'm going to say that it is insufficient. Okay. Um, like, I'm sorry, boss. That's not good enough. They just vanished is not... Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Also, Raru's an idiot. I will strain... <laughs> I will strain to say that we need an explanation. However, there is an amount of time that passed between the end of Breath of the Wild and the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom. We don't know how long that is exactly. Mm-hmm. I've seen estimates ranging from... Most, most of the... Uh, most of the ones that I've seen have been five to seven years have passed. Mm-hmm. I've seen estimates from two or three years up to eight. Right. But going with five years, that's enough time to have cleaned up a bunch of stuff. I'm going to strongly disagree with you on this one. Okay. Um, Unless you're talking about them using very magical means, which, let's face it, the population of, of Hyrule depicted in Breath of the Wild is not very magical. They, the Sheikah Gen are... Gen definitely not. Um, they are also not very techni- technologically advanced. That was all part of the plot line with the Sheikah splitting off from um, the Yiga. Um, it's because the Sheikah had to cast aside their advanced technology... Um, and, um, in, you know, the years previous to, uh, Calamity Ganon's, uh, return. So I don't see how a population that was on the verge of extinction could have cleaned up over a hundred shrines for gigantic divine beasts, countless guardians that were littering the landscape. In five years. In five years. No, they, I just don't see, I mean, it, it, as you said before, it's insufficient. I, I don't see that being, um, I mean, if they had some sort of magical means, maybe. But it's like, what, did the Sheikah Tech just disappear when Calamity Ganon was defeated? That that doesn't make sense. Sure. Um, and that's not what was claimed. That was just a hypothesis tossed out there. That doesn't even make sense. Um, My contention is that it is possible and that we need the explanation. But we're not given one, even by the the game director, we're not given one. And that's part of the disappointment. Now, granted, I watch so many Zelda theory YouTubers, and I really enjoy hearing um, what they bring to the table. And there's a lot of them 
that are also sharing this disappointment. And they've got several things that they feel disappointed with. That's one of the big ones. Um, not that all Zelda theories have to be um, uh, proven right or anything like that, far from it. But internal inconsistency there is just mind-blowing because, I mean, they could have easily put some reason in there and come up with something, but they didn't. And that's part of the problem. Sure. Um, and, the, and something else with that is... Hmm, well, I guess the reason that it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. so much is that... We don't have a real explanation, and so my brain hasn't locked into my hasn't my 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 hasn't my hasn't its brain into lock that we um it is a plot hole as it stands mm-hmm. it is not. unresolvable if they move on to the next zelda without giving us something real i'll be pissed well they they've already said that i mean they're not planning on revisiting this world they're not even planning on doing dlc which is just first of all that's baffling to me yes like what are you talking about secondly though Sakurai said that there weren't going to be more Smash Bros. And I have heard rumors of new Smash Bros. So, the... It is my opinion that the line that we're not going to do anymore with this, we're done, is... Not that it is a red herring, but that it is possible that they're just trying to... Like, leave us alone while we do this. Possibly. Um, Billy, were you going to say something? My attitude toward it is I'm willing to wait and see. Um, I don't actually remember. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I hear you. Um, the, uh, I have heard the same, like, the, the, you know, the statement that we're not doing any additional. Um, but... I think that um, I would I would honestly be kind of surprised if if they did a third game in the setting simply because Nintendo is not good at um, sequels <laughs> and continuity in general. Well, continuity in general, I would agree with, but sequels, I would strongly disagree with. Majora's Mask was a sequel to Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask was fantastic. It was prior to the uh, prior to the wild era Zeldas. Majora's Mask was my second favorite Zelda. Mm. And so, what? And and, and I'm a link sure. to the past was the original sequel to no not a link to the past link's awakening was the original sequel to a links the pa- a link to the past and that's and it actually, was very good and that's actually bringing me to another gripe here in a minute oh really? I, I i was just gonna say that um i very much liked the uh everything but playing the game in regards to 
um, uh, Majora's Mask. Um, but, uh, once, like, yes, technically a sequel, but if you took, if you deleted Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask would be just fine. Majora's Mask didn't need Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, like, very... I'm not remembering a whole lot of any characters that held over from Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and just like you were talking about with how suddenly nobody in Tears of the Kingdom knows Link, even though they should have known him from Breath of the Wild days. Um, You know, anytime, anytime Nintendo does a sequel... They largely set it up so they don't have to worry about that. It, it each game could just could damn near be standalone and nobody would notice. Which functionally, I mean, makes sense. But for those of it, mm. Majora's Mask does not need Ocarina of Time to stand on its own. It is lesser for not having Ocarina of Time behind it. Which is which is I agree completely. Which is fair. Um. I It's I, the familiar faces doing unfamiliar things. It's the familiar faces being unfamiliar people that a very good way of putting it. Gives it the un that contributes to the uncanny feeling. Uh-huh. And with mm. and with Nintendo sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm I'm about to go on a tirade, so Oh no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm 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 not offering any any anything of value. Carry on. So, oh, nonsense. So, here's the thing. You, I, I know a lot of people will say that Nintendo doesn't really care about the lore and consistency going from game to game, which may be true. However, there are several instances within the Zelda continuities, because it branches off into three timelines currently, that you do have sequels, you do have direct references to previous games. It does sort of fit in. Like, for instance, like what you were saying with um, uh, Link's Awakening being a sequel to A Link to the Past. A Link Between Worlds is a distant sequel to A Link to the Past. Um, Phantom Hourglass (laughs) is a direct sequel to Wind Waker. Spirit Tracks is a distant sequel to Phantom Hourglass. You have consistencies going through. Now, is it completely consistent? No. Do you have to have a little bit of mental gymnastics to make everything fit? Yeah. But they seem to have a Do you care. have to have a little bit of mental gymnastics? No. You have to be a, a gymnastic medalist. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and so complaining about the lore, I realize that seems kind of weird, but... And this is one of the biggest things that... I don't want to say... I don't want to lean on the... Well, it's a legend. Mm -hmm. Because I fucking hate that. Yes. But I mean... (sighs) Okay. It's not the legend of Zelda. It's the mytho-history of Zelda. True. (laughs) As told by Link. But the thing is... You could make different arguments about where, let's say, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom fall in the timelines. Where they—that's a huge argument. However, no, the director, you can't. I'm absolutely right. I'm kidding. <laughs> the the director has said, kind of hinted at what his thoughts were on it, and he said something in an interview about it's entirely possible that the Kingdom of Hyrule has risen and fallen multiple times, um, and that Raru's quote unquote founding of Hyrule is not actually the original 
founding of Hyrule, just the founding of a new kingdom. I guess what he was getting at, to paraphrase, is a resurgent kingdom of Hyrule, founded long after the other one had, you know, decayed away. Which, that could work, <coughs> but... I find it dissatisfying. Um, if that's... Who was that? The director? I think it was the director. It was an interview, and I think maybe it, it was also... I think it may have been with Aonuma and Fujibayashi. Um, but he seemed to be implying um, pretty clearly that um, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom take place long after any of the other games. So, functionally a reboot, sort of. But also trying to have respect for the games that came before it, in theory. But in practice... We, we have some problems, some well, pretty I mean, significant problems, especially with the way that they publicize this game and, and going into why so many of us kind of feel let down and hurt by it. Well, I mean, to that effect, so the, the past that Zelda visits is at an indeterminate period. <laughs> we don't know when the fuck that was. True. We know that Breath of the Wild takes place 10,000 years before, or 10,000 years after the Calamity. That Breath of the Wild takes place 100 years before the, after the second Calamity, and the second takes place 10,000 10, years after the first. And that the Calamity happens after all of the previous Zelda games. Right. In theory, but what he's saying is that the where Zelda goes back to, the founding of Hyrule, that moment is also after all the games. Basically implying that the kingdom that we knew from the original games was long gone. And my response to that is, okay, if that's going to be your explanation, I love it. Give me a game about it. And while you're at it, you can use that opportunity to explain where the fucking Sheikah shit went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but here's the other thing, though. The way they marketed the game, and even the intro, was so misleading. Because there are definitely clues and hints that they were listening to Zelda theorists. Um, that they were, you know, taking little ideas from the Zelda theorists, putting it in there. They even have characters that are trying to piece together the history of Hyrule, and it's incomplete. It feels like some of the NPCs were nods to Zelda theorists. Which I respect. I thought that was cool. But from the very beginning of the Tears of the Kingdom um, publicity blitz, they were emphasizing Ganondorf. They were emphasizing, oh crap, he is under the castle or somewhere. This mummified, this is a return after 17 years of not having Ganondorf, the big bad of so many of the other games, in a game. We have got him back. What has he been up to? What, is, he is he reviving? Is he resuscitating after so long? So much lore and stuff built around it. And even in the when you first hear uh, Matthew Mercer as Ganondorf, which love him, by the way, in, in the role, you know, he's saying, you know, you witness the king's revival. And it's like, oh, my God, this is our Ganondorf back again. No, it's Matt, not. Matt it's Mercer... Not Matt Mercer played an excellent Ganon daddy. He did. But this isn't our Ganondorf. This is not our Ganondorf. It's at best a reincarnation. 
Who's Ganondorf? Hmm? This isn't who's Ganondorf. Ours, those of us who thought that this was going to be the same Ganondorf sharing continuity with the previous character of Ganondorf in any of the other games, it's not. It's not the same Ganondorf. At best, it's a reincarnation. Okay. Um, which was misleading because they made it feel like this is this is the same Ganondorf. Even from the intro, which, by the way, the intro to Tears of the Kingdom was amazing. It was... Can we can we curse on this podcast? Yeah, I do. Okay. It, the, the intro <laughs> to Tears of the Kingdom... I do, and Billy really hasn't stopped me yet. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Lee doesn't listen to the podcast either. <laughs> the intro to Tears of the Kingdom was fucking amazing. One of the best intros to any Zelda game. Amazing. You go in not knowing anything else about the story, and Ganondorf, mummy, Ganon jerky, is waking up, turning, breaks the Master Sword, and then recognizes Zelda, and then looks at Link and says, you who carry that blade are Link, and then basically slams him for saying that Raru, name-dropping a sage from the earlier games, Raru basically misplaces faith in you. Do you realize how much the media blitz making us feel like this was the same Ganondorf in that intro were like, oh my God, this is so validating for everything we've been hoping for to pull this lore from the old games into the modern era, pulling this stuff out. <coughs> and it's meaningless. It, it's completely meaningless because Raru is not the same Raru. He's just a, and I guess sort of alien Zonai character that just appears, happens to be named Raru for no particular reason. And Ganondorf is not the same Ganondorf. He only recognizes Zelda because she went back in time and recognizes Link because Raru name dropped Link before sealing Ganondorf's ass. It's not the same. And But we were led to believe, even from the intro, that this was something super lore heavy when it casts that aside. Even the Triforce, the Triforce is nowhere to be found. It's not even mentioned. You see it showing up on Zelda's hand in Breath of the Wild. And you might see a slight hint of it, you know, on uh, with Zelda when she's activating her powers, but I'm not sure about that in Tears of the Kingdom. But it's like they cast aside, they, they give us these little nuggets, these little, um, these little nuggets of lore, and with like a nod and a wink, but then the core of them is nothing, which I, I would have been much happier had it been a new villain and not Ganondorf, not Ganondorf, if that makes sense. On this one, I'm going to disagree with you much more fundamentally. Okay. I'd like to hear it. Okay. Um, I, first of all, fully agree that the... Uh, interpretation that that you had originally taken is a valid one. That one never occurred to me. Um, I didn't know what we were going to experience with Ganondorf, but... And, okay, the possibility, just given the placement of Rari's arm on Ganondorf's chest... The possibility that it was Twilight Princess Ganondorf occurred, that did occur to me. Yeah. I was never certain. And I really 
I never really understood how he would have gotten beneath Hyrule Castle to begin with. Because that fight takes place out in Hyrule Field. Could have been moved. Absolutely. Um, that, that that possibility was not confirmed for me doesn't, it doesn't hurt me one way or another. It was just, okay, you witness a king's revival? That could mean a thousand different things. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what it was. And I found the way that they did it very interesting. And so that really doesn't... That contention really doesn't speak to me in the first place, if that makes sense. It does. And, like, things like Raru's name also doesn't bother me because um, Breath of the Wild as well is full of non-diegetic references. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no reason for this... Oh, what is it? There's no reason for this Taranbo Beach to be named Taranbo Beach. That was a beach in Link's Awakening uh-huh. on Koholand Island, famously an island that doesn't exist. Right. There's no reason for it to be named that, but it is. Because kind of like you were saying with uh, the, uh, the fucking Hylian researchers, Nintendo putting in references and nods to, in this case, lots of different things. Mm-hmm. So just in that sense, it... I see and understand your frustration. I fundamentally do not share it. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And we're not always going to see eye to eye on it. Um, Absolutely. But I know that this has been something that several of the Zelda uh, theory YouTubers have also expressed because it, it's stung, um, especially since the way that they were marketing it and the intro was building that up. The Ouroboros um, uh, or pseudo Ouroboros in the Tears of the Kingdom logo and when they finally revealed the name also made it feel like, okay, this is a continuation of the cycle, of the cycle that we saw. This is some kind of cycle. Right, but a self-contained one, sure. But in relation to the rest of the, the Zelda lore, the, the say, Demise's Curse, um, and, and all the, the other stuff, not, not really. Um, and uh, it, it just felt hollow. Um, especially since... And this was a, <laughs> this is a complaint that I actually do not share entirely with the Zelda YouTubers. Some okay. of the Zelda YouTubers um, would say that they didn't like this characterization characterization of Ganondorf because he doesn't have any depth to him. Let's say like Wind Waker Ganondorf. Wind Waker Ganondorf was lamenting the peaceful wind that that blew in Hyrule. He was jealous. He wanted to bring his people out of stuff. You know, they gave him a little bit more humanity. I'd actually disagree with him because he's always been a power-drunk warlord. Um, and, and also the description you gave is literally the motivation of this Ganondorf. But we don't see that, though. I mean, we, we, we see him 
Not really. He's just, all of his lines are just about wanting power, wanting the Zonai secret stone, um, and uh, just wanting power. Like, there's nothing, um, there's not as much depth. Now, I will agree with you that that's not really a problem. I mean, I, I don't really see it being a problem that much, because, I mean, let's face it, uh, Thirst Blight Daddy Dwarf is uh, one of the Thirst best. Daddy Dwarf. Yeah. He's, I love that name. He's I'm, one of the coolest designs for Ganondorf that we've seen. Everybody listening, if um, if you didn't experience this, um, send in a help desk ticket to the devs. You should have seen a little message up in the top left corner of your HUD that says, Rin will remember that. <laughs> I, um, I think that... Um, so I really hadn't, I, I never really heard, uh, cause like, I'm not, I'm not a, a frequenter of the Legend of Zelda, like community groups or anything. Um, but, um, so like I hadn't really, I hadn't really heard that, um, there was a, just a ton of, um, you know, hype about Ganondorf being, um, you know, like like a, a previous Ganondorf uh, resurgent, or uh, you know the the idea that um, that the Raru they were talking about was the Sage Raru, and that's partially just because my my overall grasp of Zelda lore is fairly fuzzy. Because I mean, let's face it, whenever I play a Zelda game, I'm just angry <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. So, like fuzzy, like soft. Plush fuzzy or like angry caterpillar fuzzy? Like, like if the angry caterpillar was on fire, but there wasn't any smoke. <laughs> Dear Lord, Billy. Uh, but um, anyway, um, the um, you know. In that context from, like, because, I mean, obviously I, I did see the, like, the previews and the trailers and things for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, in that context, like, I see, like, I can see what you're saying. Um, I never really, like, you could, you could, you could argue for, you could be devil's advocate for either side as to whether or not the, the, the like, it was intentionally marketed to, to make one think one way or another um because i could definitely see it like with you putting all that out there i could see where it there's so many things coming together that it really did i could see it leaning toward this has to be on purpose this means something mm -hmm. um on the other hand i think that um Almost, almost feels like giving. Like I never read anywhere where where that was ever actually like the claim was made, mm -hmm. um, and and so there's definitely I think a trend of fans, um, kind of creating expectations out of nowhere and putting them onto projects that the projects don't necessarily claim, even though it might look it. 
And then you get to the thing, and it's like, well, this isn't anything like what was promised. Well, the prom you made up the promise. You know, I don't know if it's I don't know if that's what happened. If 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 Nintendo made a cool thing and didn't think about how clever their fans were, and they like like if they had a brain cell at all, they should know that putting that much cool shit in one spot is going to create fan theories and is going, like, people are going to read into it if you don't say, no, this isn't the case. Um, I think that... I think that Nintendo should have been far more clear in their marketing um, as, as, yeah. as, as to what to... As, as far as what to expect. Because we, we, we don't live in... You know, back in, like, the PS2 era days, I went into almost every game only knowing that there was pretty box cover. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, either I liked the last game and therefore I'm going to pop this one in, or the box was just pretty and therefore I popped it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't live in that era anymore. And, um, you know, people have, um, I think at this point, a reasonable expectation of more or less knowing what they're getting into when, when you know, mm-hmm. when, when, the, when they go into things. And I feel like Nintendo may have really dropped... Um, drop the ball, especially if, um, you know, if if there was that much of the community that was putting all these pieces together and there was that much hype, surely Nintendo, sh- sh- surely that should have shown up on their radar. Surely they should have been like, hey, uh, maybe we should tell them that's not the case. And then somebody, surely, I mean, I don't know. That's I am gonna have to actually leave pretty quickly but lee's over here about to explode yeah and i really need to know what he's got so okay um one of the reasons why i i don't fully agree with the characterization of ganondorf um being bad in this case is actually a little bit of a headcanon and i think you could appreciate that appreciate this how, how long do you have you said you gotta leave here in just a couple minutes um yeah, ish. Okay. So, my... I don't want to just cut shit off, yeah. especially because y'all didn't know that I had a heart out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so just fuck me up. So, my thoughts, uh, and this is kind of going away from the, the complaints, and if we have, <coughs> have time, I definitely want to mention what Miranda had to say, just in passing, if, if you got time for that. Absolutely. But, um, so... My headcanon is that the Zonai... I say hard out. More soft out. Gotcha. The Zonai are oppressors. The Raru... Raru is actually decent. He's an idiot. Raru is an idiot. But he's decent. Minoru is intelligent. Seems decent. We know that the Zonai came down, were looked at as gods. We know that um, they uh, had a lot of power. We know... From Ganondorf basically uh, ribbing Raru that they're the last of their kind that we know of. We don't know if they went extinct. We don't know if they left. We don't know anything. We just know that they came down. And there were a lot more of them. We also have the Depths. Which, the Depths are way too samey for my liking. But I like the attempt. I like how there are mines underground and stuff. Which, it looked like they came down to a very primitive, at the time, Hyrule, and were strip mining and just drawing up resources. If that's the case, why aren't there Colosseums? 
underneath, to me, it really reeks of colonization. It reeks of them coming down to a primitive Hyrule, primitive Hylians, enslaving them in order to get the, uh, the resources, possibly pitting them in fights, Roman cell fights in the Colosseums. Why are there even Colosseums down there? That doesn't feel like a peaceful, you know, godlike thing. Furthermore, where this ties back into Ganondorf, Ganondorf ribs Rauru about, he certainly, you know, what was it? You know, rose above his his station or rose above his ancestry to, to marry a Hylian. He's basically ribbing him saying that Rauru married down, married low, which means that he must have put some sort of respect on the Zonai to begin with. And this Ganondorf does not respect peace. He does not respect anything except strength, fighting, and doing what a king must do, which is conquer. He's ribbing Rauru for not being like that and ribbing him that he is not like the other Zonai. So my headcanon is that the Zonai are invaders, oppressors, and possibly may have been why Hyrule at that point was not unified until Rauru. It's because there are probably different factions who didn't like being told what to do, didn't like to be sent down to the mines, didn't like to be possibly worked to death. And we also see under the, the ground in the mines, we see statues of different representatives of different races. There's one that nobody knows what the race is. You've got Rito, you've got Gerudo, you've got Zora. You've got another one with his hand up in the air. Looks a little bit like a magma. Does not fully look like a magma and does not match any race that has been shown in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Certainly not Zonai. Do you know offhand where it's at? It's like one of the first ones you see when you're when you're um, put on the trail of the statues down there. Okay. You can go down there. You land and that first yeah. uh, that and first hole you get yeah. to in Hyrule Field. There are multiple of them, fist in the air. Okay. And when you bring in the oh, hero's yeah. aspect, have you seen the hero's aspect? Yes. Okay. I have the hero's aspect. Yeah. It's sort of in passing looks like a Zonai, but the Zonai don't have tails. Zonai have giant ears. This one doesn't. It's got an animalistic tail. Um, it's got animalistic feet, which, okay, sure, so do the, the Zonai. But it structurally resembles a little bit those statues down there, which tells me that there's a lost race. Might have been subterranean because of the way that matches up with the miner's gear. Why did they die out? Why were they replaced by mining robots? I don't think the Zonai were good guys. At all. I want to do a part two with you. And I want to chew on that between now and then. Because mm. that's interesting. I will say one, um, one thing before, before I have to go. And that is one of the things that you talked about that you mentioned in our preliminary discussion mm -hmm. was the emptiness of the sky islands. Mm -hmm. Overly sarcastic productions, unsponsored shout out. We could be sponsored. Um, 
have a fascinating detailed diatribe discussing that. It is very interesting. I would definitely be down for a part two because... I ain't I, done. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've also got not just lore stuff, but game mechanics <laughs> stuff. And also stuff that my wife, Miranda, uh, if she's listening, I've not forgotten about the notes that you put down here. Um, stuff that she would like uh, voiced. Um, even though she definitely likes the game and will kind of roll her eyes at some of my complaints about the game. Um, but there are a couple things, especially when it comes to like the building the houses. She thought that was a little less uh, than what it could have been. And um, some issues she had the like with the vehicles. The execution on that was subpar to me. Yeah. And also uh, complaints about the vehicles. Sky vehicles, great. I literally vehicles, bought so. a generic Lego set mm -hmm. to put together structurally how I wanted my house to look mm -hmm. to put all of the pieces I wanted together in a way that I liked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's, that's over the top. <laughs> and you know, they could, they could fix that if they would just do some DLC. I'm going to, I'm going to need that. And where's Cass? He needs DLC. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll come to bat for Cass. Mm -hmm. Give me my bird musician man. I love him. I think everybody loves him. I, I mean, he's not even mentioned. What? <laughs> I'm, Cass is awesome. This time, I actually am kidding. Mm -hmm. But I do love him very much. Cass is awesome, but not referenced or mentioned. You know, I, I keep hoping that maybe we'll get DLC. You know, a bit like a Ballad of Cass thing, and I think other... People on YouTube have mentioned that too, a ballad of Cass type thing, and kind of like the Champions Ballad in Breath of the Wild. Let's get, where's Cass been? What's he been uncovering about the story and the songs of the world? Mm -hmm. uh, new secrets and new lore to, to tease out, but if they don't do DLC, we won't get that. We may also need a part three, mm -hmm. because in addition to you needing to cover all of this stuff, one thing that I have not done a very good job of is... Even the criticisms that I, okay, yeah, I, I'll back you on that. Why did those not take the game down for me? I've not really done a good job of explaining that. But I'm going to have to. Hey, I am all for arguing Zelda all day, every day, so Man. I am down for it. For sure. For sure, for sure. Well, you heard them, folks. Part two incoming. Uh, may not be the very next episode. Who knows? We'll find out, though. Uh, when do we have a plan? Uh, well, there was sort of one tonight. There was sort of one tonight. It's the closest we've gotten. <coughs> uh, it's also been in discussion for a hot minute, so... That's true. That's it. Um, so, uh, thank you guys for watching, uh, tune in next time for maybe part two. Um, thank you both for joining me. Uh, thank you for having us. We're out. Peace. Later skaters. <laughs>